Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. Uh, me, Greg O'Keefe, Tony Scott and Gav Buckland. No Phil Kirkbride this week. He's on a gondola in the Venice Canals, as we speak, with an extravagant cocktail and his girl on his arm. And uh, who'd blame him? What a, way to, what a way to spend a Friday afternoon. We're stuck in here. Yeah. We're stuck here, but loads going on as ever. Um, what isn't going on yet is the appointment of a new manager. We, we can only hope that interviews are ongoing, people are being sounded out, and... Uh, a world-class candidate is uh, is imminent. We'll start with that. Obviously, we're just looking at the odds at the moment. Frank de Boer still seems to be the favourite if, if the bookies have got it right. Pellegrini, uh, I know it leaves a lot of people cold, but equally got a world-class CV. He's up there at the moment, 7-2 with Paddy Power. Unai Emery, Moyes and Koeman's dropped right down the rankings. Uh, the piece that we put up on the Echo site yesterday suggesting Koeman doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, I'd love that to be proven wrong, personally. Uh, I'm a Cooman man, but it doesn't look like at the moment he's interested in the role. We'll start with David Moyes, though, someone who very much is interested in the role. Split's opinion, the vast majority of opinion I've seen isn't split, I should say, really. It's, it's just thanks but no thanks, and variations on that getting increasingly less polite. I'll nail my colours to the mast. That's the last thing I think Evan should do. You don't go back. Don't appoint David Moyes. I think it's a retrograde step and it shows a gulf of ambition. Um, but that's just me. So you're one of Moyes' in many ways biggest defenders and I know you were always a fan of what he achieved while he was here but would you want to see him walking back through the door as, as manager? It's, it's a tough one. I, I, obviously I'd like to I'd like to see an, an Emery or a Cumin in charge but I remember speaking to a lot of Evertonians last season and every one of them who were coming up to him after the match and saying, I'd rather have Moyes back than have Martinez. Do you know what I mean? And the next minute, you got rid of Martinez and now you've got Moyes on the scene and now these all want Moyes. So you can, you can see that side of the argument. Me, personally, I love the job that he's done for Everton. It, it just goes unnoticed for me the longer it goes on. You're thinking, how on earth did he bring that success? And I say success was it basically a shoestring budget. I made Everton into a top six team consistently. He's done a fantastic job when he was here, but I think Everton have moved on now. They're, they're a different animal to where they was when David Moyes took charge in 2002. So we're a different breed now and we can attract different ma- managers. Frank De Boer, Manuel Pellegrini, Unai Emery, Ronald Koeman. There's the list, the calibre straight away. And that's only down to the owner, Farhad Mashiri, because if he wasn't here, we'd be linked with the Eddie Owls of the world and Sean's Ices. That's what we'd be linked with. So me personally... I thank David Moyes for what he's done at Everton. It was an unbelievable job, but we've moved on from that. Um, I think Everton should the right in target and these names that are on the list. Yeah, I agree with Tony. I mean, no, but I'm a massive fan of what Moyes achieved uh, in his was it eleven years. Um, I think I think why people were saying that about Moyes was like basically he said we need somebody to sort out the defence wasn't when comparing it to Martin I said we need Moyes back to sort out defence well that's a long you know it's just a figure of speech I suppose um, my view is I'm still surprised that he's interested to be honest with you 
Um, that you wouldn't think. Why would he want to go back from his own career move? Because it's it's a, it's, a, it's a backwards. That's got nowhere else to go. Being, you know. But and that, that's what it's going to come to is that he's, he's sort of swerved all the other options available to him, and um, you know, and Everton appears to be the preferred preferred option to him. I mean, you saw Howard the second time, and Howard came back. You know, he, he was probably far even in ninety was far more capable man as what Moyes is. Uh, even in the three years he'd been away, you know, football had changed quite a bit then from eighty seven to ninety. And even in the three years that Moyes has been away from Everton. The, 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 you know the game has changed, uh, the club has changed, you know, and will change even more next year once we have got you know more money. Yeah. Um, so he, he's certainly not coming back to the same club as he as, as he as he as he left it in two thousand and thirteen. The only thing that will be interesting to to see for me was what what he's learnt in the three years That's in between at Manchester yeah. United, the Sociedad, in terms of like maybe playing a more expansive type of game than what he was used to playing at Everton. Uh, and, you know, if he did come, if it was more easy and he'd learn lessons and he'd prepared to play more, you know, attractive football, then we could play good stuff. I and think he, he gets you know, to save us on that day. Yeah, I think, everyone I think, just thinks yeah. it was a big oof to Fellini and that was it. Everton played some unbelievable football, especially that last, I think the last season. season. It was... I remember the last game when we played West Ham, it was 1-2s, yeah. Pienaar, Baines, yeah. and played some really attractive yeah, football. Yeah, 2009-10, definitely. And after he bought Jalovic in January 2012, the last 18 yeah. months there. So, but to play even a bit more expansive than that, even, that would be an intriguing thought. But for me, while there's other options on there, um, I think we should be looking looking elsewhere. And I think more should be looking at elsewhere than, than Evan. Greg, if you're Farhad Moshiri, you've got the money, yeah. who, who would be your number one candidate out of that list? Who would you go for right now? So if I'm Moshiri looking at it, Koeman would remain the candidate because he's proven in the Premier League. He's someone who's got an upward arc ahead of him. His reputation's good. I think it's important for me as well, or privately or personally rather, I'm not Moshiri now, I'm Greg again, mm. significantly less wealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Only just. Yeah. And... Um, You've got to remember, Koeman's track record hasn't been perfect, far from it. He's had his ups and downs, didn't happen mm. for him in La Liga. Obviously did well in, in, um, in Holland, but then again, you know, you look at that on the power of the SPL. Mm. Um, so I, I look more at what he's done. I'm sure he will probably look more at what he's done since he's been in the Premier League at Southampton. The model he's had to work under, the sort of slow-burning but impressive progress he's made and guiding them to sixth last season was a terrific achievement. I think he can go up another level. Uh, the problem being, I think, his other level might be, he hopes, Arsenal. So that's probably what's throwing a spanner in the works. But from those candidates, that's probably the name that jumps out. However, it might also be Pellegrini. And I'll tell you for why. It doesn't do, doesn't really stir my blood or get me excited yeah. as, as a candidate. But his CV is actually better than Koeman's. Yeah. You know, you forget. I forgot he, he, he got 96 points at Real Madrid. Well, he didn't win the title, but you know he's he's been at the top level of management of world football. You know, he, at City, you look at his record, and it could have been better. It probably should have been it's better. Two, two league cups and Premier League with the players he had. It should have been better. You know, he, his Champions League record was wishy washy to say the, to say the best. They were entertaining at times. City they scored a lot of goals, but then you'd expect that you know squad with obviously the players they had or have in Silva, you know Aguero. Defensively, what would worry me is is how they leak goals. The thing with me, with Pellegrini, you're looking at them this season, the 
clinged on to fourth place. All that money spent, and he hung on there for fourth place. That was due to the fact that Man United lost against West Ham. Yeah, yeah. If Man United hadn't lost against West Ham, Man City wouldn't be playing Champions League football this season. This is the season. Yeah, he won one league when he was at Manchester City. That was through basically Liverpool giving it away. Apart from that, he's got two league cups yeah, to a CV. All that money spent, and he's got two league... He's a manager yeah. that doesn't get the crowd going. And we, as you said, Gab, a couple of weeks ago, when you're employing managers, you tend to go from the opposite to oh, what yeah, you've you been do, yeah, yeah. He's another man who just sits there on the line and doesn't get nobody <laughs> that's, going. That's we just get the crowd yeah. going. Yeah. That's, that's a and he's another Martinez for me. Yeah. He's just sitting there on the line doing and, nothing. And also as well, <clears> you know, you want... I think we spoke about this last week. Sometimes you want a manager who's on the up, totally rather yeah. than sort of winding down. Um, the thing about Pellegrini as well is like, is like he didn't buy well last year, did he? Defensively, you know, but he and Garland. I mean, there's another, there's another like little side plot to, to the appointment of the Everton manager tomorrow, and that's the result of the Champions League final tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we don't know. So it. The only because <laughs> the, the story is if Real Madrid get beat, then the, the chances are that Zidane. That we look about Zidane's role. Now, if he was to leave Real Madrid, you know, like managers, again, like I said this last week, there tends to be a domino effect in managers. That one manager leaves one role, and that leaves that role open, and then so it's like when you've caught my imagination, one. And so you could see somebody moving to, to you know, somebody filling the Real Madrid post, but that creates vacancies elsewhere. That one of the one of the fellas who's looking at the Evan job might might yeah. might fill. It's a bit like you know Benitez was in Newcastle last you know last week and this week, and and Mourinho even it, it, these sometimes there's a domino effect and vacancies take managers off the list that you want to you know want to appoint. Do you think Zidane get the bullet though if they don't win? Well, that's what the, that's that's what that's one of the stories. Um, so there's a, there's, I'm not saying he's going to come to Everton, but it it will just sort of might take one manager off the list that we're looking at to uh, to to employ. I mean. The other one which is disappointing for me is, is Emery. If that like the stories to that aim, you know, that actually he's not gonna be available or sometimes you don't know whether that's a bit of I sense that of, that's posturing on behalf yeah. of Emery's representatives to get him a better deal at Sevilla. I don't think yeah. there's much any chance of him coming to yeah, The thing is I mean. with that, I haven't seen one manager out of the list that was still here like ten days, two weeks later, distance himself fully from the job. Not one of them have said no. No interest in the Everton job. I'm fully committed with Sevilla. I'm fully committed with Southampton. Not one of them managers have said that. After they haven't come out and fully distanced themselves from the Everton job. Not in those. It's terms, all representatives no. and ESA, and he said that. Well, that's how it happens. Isn't it? Just yeah. what you'd say if Kuman was serious about the Southampton job, I've got a project to do, or I'm here for the time being. I'm not going nowhere. Everton can do one. That's it. Well, I disagree because he's in negotiations uh, as we hear over his new Southampton contract. He's being cute about it. If he came out and just said, Everton can forget it, I'm staying at Southampton, he weakens his hand in those negotiations. That's why people yeah. are being a little bit... It's but, all representatives and, and yeah. information's getting leaked. That's why it's happening like I that. I can understand that, but as part of the cumin, one for me is that you're, you're trying to say, you know what I'm saying, is that there's a possibility of him getting the Arsenal job in a year's time after so, Wenger. So we're told. Yeah. So we're told. So... It was just like Southampton finished fifth. Sorry, sixth this season. Three points off the Champions League spot. 
is is he going to be flavour of the month this time next season? He's going to have to improve Southampton again to get that Arsenal job. Well, yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it? Because so, there's an assumption there actually they'll they'll do the same again. But it could be like somebody like Owen Coyle, couldn't it? I'm not saying that you had like a great one mm. great season at Bolton. He was talking of like oh you know it's a future you know manager of a top club. And then the following year, you know he, he was sacked. Yeah. And like so you are you are you know sort of. Put, he's putting his eggs in one basket, perhaps, isn't he? And you know the landscape of the Premier League will be different next year, more is to this year. Like you know, big clubs have got new managers in that might create uh, more pressure at the top of the table. So there's no guarantee that they'll get a repeat of of this year. I mean, it, I don't think it's going to be people running away with it, but I think it'll be a bit more difficult to finish six next season. So it'd be interesting to see see what happens. Um, Jeez, I, and he might, he might, you know, the wise move will actually well. It's it's on there it's actually to take it but it's viewed as a sideways move now isn't it Southampton to Everton well for a neutral it is if you're looking at it and you think for a neutral a fan football fan they're looking at Everton they're going they're not exactly a bottom the bottom half team they have been for the two successive seasons Southampton have been 6th 5th 7th floating around there so why on earth would he move from Southampton to Everton in our eyes yeah Everton are a bigger club but to the neutral fan you'd stay with Southampton all day long but but there was that table yesterday, we were talking about this before before we started, that table yesterday listed, I think, we're the 16th 16. biggest club in Europe in terms of what we're, what we're worth, I think it's yeah. 450 million yeah. euros, um, the 7th biggest in the Premier League, there's a lot of so-called big clubs who are actually below us, yeah. below us on that list mm-hmm. that you think are bigger than Everton, so if you look at it in that, that in, in terms of that, that, that analysis, plus next year there'll be more money in the Premier League, plus we've got you know a billionaire shareholder or what you will, um, you know the potential is there to become bigger than 16th, isn't it? One concern for me, Greg, and I know a number of Evertonians are concerned about is the time scale of this managerial appointment. Now you've got obviously England, you've got internationals coming up, you've got the European Championships starting soon. Everton must set themselves a target now to get, make sure someone's number one and make sure they're in before these Euros start. Surely to God, that's a, that's in the case. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I think in the past, if it was dragging on like this, you know, you'd begin to get concerned that it was classic Everton, if you like, you know, the heels are getting dragged. It's a case of trying to save money by getting someone in a bit later so they'd have to pay them less. Um, they're haggling over fees, wages. I genuinely don't think that's the case now under Mashiri. Uh, we understand he's taking the lead mm. in the recruitment of this manager. Even in the interviews, Mashid is the one who's leading the interviews um, with some involvement from Bill Kenwright as well. So I don't think it's a case of anything's kind of being, feet are being dragged. I think the pace it's happening is the pace that Mashid must feel it's right to be thorough and to speak to all the candidates he can. And to an extent, his hands might be tied by things like Kerman's negotiation with Southampton. Um, you know, a few of the candidates on the list. We might not even know some of them, but I presume the names who are out there are the ones that we're looking at. Um, there's a reason maybe why they can't just wrap it up with talks and appoint the manager tomorrow. So that said, I agree with you that the longer it drags on, the less time the new man has to get his house in order, uh, get his scout system working, and start getting in the players that he wants. And we do need... It, it's got to be a massive summer. We've said, touched on it in recent weeks... You're going to see maybe a dozen new players coming in because there's going to be quite a few dropping off. I think we we said up nine. Nine, yeah. yeah we're likely yeah. to go. Mm. We'll come on to two of them uh, in a couple of minutes. But 
I think you're right. I think they can't afford to let it drag on too long. The Euros we mentioned mm. in previous podcasts will put a premium on players' prices. Your new man needs to really be in before the start of the Euros. Definitely, yeah. sorry, he's going to have to try and meet these players somehow before it. Yeah. I know it's going to be quite difficult, but he's going to have to because he's not going to be seeing these players that he's in there until yeah. we're after the Euros. Well, he's going to have to be in and around France and Belgium, isn't he? Hopping in between yeah. camps and doing it that way. Yeah, but he won't be the only club in that. Uh, you know, where that's the case as well. Um, the danger as well in this is. Uh, there's a potential for saying, you know, we wanted X, but you delivered Y as the manager. You know, we wanted the certain level mm. of manager, but actually, <laughs> when you've gone through the um, gone through the process, it ends with somebody who's perhaps not at the level he wanted, mm. and that that's the 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 danger, isn't it? I mean, De Beer is is one person, isn't it, who's who's free, one of the favourites. Yeah, the who's, I think yeah. he's the favourite uh, now. Is that because it's favourite because he is free and there's no strings attached to him, or is that because there's a genuine interest? The, the bookies will see that yeah. as because he's free and yeah. he wants the Everton job. That's the sole reason why he's a favourite. Yeah. Bookies. What do you think of? I've looked, obviously, I've read up about him and I've, and I've heard people, um, journalists from Holland, speak about him. Um, from what we're led to believe is that he, he was quite successful in Holland over a period of four years, and over the last two years, he's kind of tails off. Yeah. So you're thinking to yourself, and he didn't pull up any trees in Champions League or Europa League, and all you heard is like his excuses were early doors, though you're in a bad draw, etc. But I'm sorry, but you can't make excuses if you're playing Europe's League. You've got to try and beat these teams. So loads of philosophy. I'm sick of that word. So yeah, you said before about Cumin that how seriously do you, do you rank titles in Holland? Because there's only daily three, there's three teams that come in. Steve title, McLaren's won a title in Holland. Yeah, with 20. And I was both, <laughs> that was with 20 ends. Yeah. There was no way like, sort of like, that's the equivalent to not Leicester, but, you know, yeah, no, winning you the title. There's only three teams. I mean, Cocker with PSV has won it the last, last two, two years. years yeah. and, and they went to penalties with Atletico Madrid in the, uh, the mm. Champions League this season, didn't he? Yeah. Um, so he was looked on as maybe being a more capable coach. So it's, it, it's, it's awkward. Um, how you would judge the Bears record in Holland, really, and I should say so, in the wider European uh, competitions. But he is free, and, um, you know, because obviously Overmars, I think, has been at Ajax, yeah. hasn't he? And, you know, he's obviously been weird link, in linking with, with the club as well. So there's, there's, a, um, mm. there's a whole management team there, isn't there? Yeah. Mm. Another reason, Greg, why Everton need to wrap this managerial situation up is to stop certain players from opening their mouths while they're on international duty, isn't it? Which they've got a free reign at the moment because there's no wazzy there. I want to stop them. Yeah, a certain yeah. Romelu Lukaku has been quite vocal recently. What's your thoughts on that, Greg? I think Lukaku has degraded his reputation from it was already on the way, and I think you know the disappointing last couple of months that he had, uh, the missed penalties, which were so costly. Um, it should have been a season whereby everyone was saying. What a player, what a goal scorer. I'd be gutted to see him go. But the more he opens his mouth, the more I think Blues are going good riddance to him. Let's get an absolute top fee for him. If it's 60 million plus, by the way, we'll be laughing all the way to the bank. And get rid, because his attitude stinks. The one, the quote that will have rankled with all Blues, I'm sure, is this week when he was reported to have said, out of respect, I'll speak to Farhad Mashiri. And obviously, what annoying people, he's got... He's got He's under contract. He's yeah. got three years remaining yeah. on his contract. Mm. 
and he's shooting his mouth. He's only 22, but he's saying stuff like, out of respect, I'll speak to Mashiri. No, you'll speak to Mashiri because you're a, a very well-paid employee of the football club, the highest, highest paid player, club, 75 grand a week. But you'll do us a favour and sit down with Mashiri. Now, clearly he's gone, his mind's made up. If he wants to go to Chelsea, I find it, it undermines everything he's always said, bleating about the Champions League. They're not even, you know... Yeah. Chelsea's his club though, isn't it, Greg? It's his boyhood club, he supported them, but why has he gone on, all he's gone on, all he's desperate to play, win titles, play in the Champions League. It, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, by the way. In his thoughts, I've scored 20 goals this season, whatnot. My team's finished bottom half yet again. I bagged a half full the season before. Team finished bottom half again. Chelsea are on the up, they've got a new manager coming in, they've got more chance of winning things, so why not going back to me, boy? Yeah, I, I can see that, but they're not in the Champions League, and like I say, all he's hammered on about is his dreams to 16 to play in the Champions Surely League. Surely he's going to have more chance of playing Champions League football with Chelsea than Everton? Well, yeah, just, probably. Well, well that's a, that's a, that's a fair know. point, you don't know, do you? Mm. I mean, I, I don't like it, I don't like the whole thing of anybody going away and, you know, spouting off yeah. well, this at is, any time. This is why you know, need to get the manager's yeah. situation. With, with Lukaku, he had the other day, I was thinking about this, he had the other day interest of his dad's being quite uh, vocal, oh. which reminds me of, uh, in the 70s, uh, when Trevor Francis was at Birmingham, uh, he was a similar thing, he was always saying, like, you know, everybody wants to buy him, I need to uh, leave Birmingham. And then his, his wife uh, came out in the press and said, my Trevor leads to leave, you know, needs to leave uh, Birmingham. And uh, Alf Ramsey was the manager at the time, for the short time. Somebody said to Alf at the uh, press conference, said, listen, Alf, um, well, what do you think about uh, Trevor Francis's wife, you know, coming out in the press, <laughs> he should leave, and he turns around and says, well, we've heard, heard from Trevor, heard from his wife, we just need to hear from the family dog now. <laughs> you know? So I don't know whether the whose family have got a dog, but it might be useful to see what, uh, yeah. what they, he wants to say, because everybody else appears to have had the word. And I just don't like it, and I don't, didn't like he was... It was in fair criticism of his teammates, wasn't it? And I think he said something about we didn't work yeah. as hard as what we should. And well, actually, Ron, last ten games, mate, I don't think you uh, looked the great. To be fair to him, Gavin, I'm not sticking up for him by any stretch of the imagination. But he wasn't the only one that didn't try a leg them last ten games. The was. whole team down tools for the manager. It wasn't just him. Yeah, he was playing terrible. But don't forget, if anyone was to, if you're looking on the best two or three players of this season. He was one of them, arguably. He's done his job. I've banged 20 goals a season in here with the bottom half team. But yeah, but the last, but it is about the last 10 games. I'd have a lot more sympathy with him if the last 10 games everybody else was struggling or a down to or whatever differences yeah. there with the manager. But he carries on playing his heart out and ended up with the season, you know, with 30 or yeah. 35 goals, which he was eminently capable of doing yeah. at February. Yeah. I'd have a lot more respect for, for him to come out and say, listen, it didn't work, you know. It's not working for me. It didn't work for me last season. I felt at the end of the season that perhaps, you know, perhaps need to uh, go different ways. I'd have a lot more respect for him, but only just. Uh, and I don't, I just don't like the idea of players who are under contract talking in such, uh, such manner. I just don't know why it's necessary. He's made up his mind. Clearly, he wants to leave. Why not say nothing in Belgium when he's asked about his future? So I don't want to comment on it. I'm currently contracted to Everton. Or not, not even say that. Just say no comment which is quite illustrative in itself when someone says that. And then when a bid comes in, put in your transfer request, mm. say you want to leave, fair enough, and off you go. Why, why compound That's, it? He's not the only Belgian, though. No, I remember Kevin Morales doing it when he was at Olympia. Yeah, but why? It doesn't and he's get saying, the I, I know, But he was saying, oh, Arsenal have to have it for me. And Everton, I like the sounds of Everton as well. So you can't have it the other way round if you don't want to come up from yeah, like Kevin yeah. Morales shouting his up my top that he wants to have Everton. Morales has done it, Everton, hasn't he? Yeah, he's done it, Everton. He's done it, Everton. He did the season before, Fellaini season before did it? last Fellaini year. Yeah. John Stone threw a transfer request in. Yeah, yeah, but that's my point. John Stone did it in a way. 
the timing wasn't great, but he wasn't coming out say be giving interviews to national media at Wembley saying, oh, I want to play somewhere better than this, I want to win titles. He didn't say anything. Interesting you say that. Is it because this is because he li- he's from this country and he knows how the media work and the fans work, whereas in Rom well, Belgium's not exactly a massive. But, I mean, Rom's essentially grown up in England, hasn't he? Yeah. He came yeah. to Chelsea when he was sixteen. Yeah. So he's well, he's well so, uh, aware of how, how it works in this country, and, and I'm not he's a not fan stupid, of. Is he? I'm not a fan of his dad coming out and having his having his say. So, so. Al Roger. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> there's. Are we? Are we sort of like obliged to say that? Rob, you think Rom's going to leave in the, yeah. in the summer? Yeah. You know, I think so him. Bit, I yeah. think him and John Stone so, will be sold. Is that one too many, or we? Prepared for both of them. We, we've got no alternative for me. Yeah. It's because of the situation we're in. If Everton was to finish sixth or fifth last season, yeah. I think they'd be in a much stronger position to keep hold of these players and, and the new manager to come in and say, we've just finished fifth here. Listen, we're going places now. We've got the backing in the summer. We're yeah. going places. Where is in Because the manager's been sacked. We've finished the bottom half, successive seasons. What can we offer these players? Well, you can offer, well, you offer them a new new manager with increased investment from uh, Emishiri, and also like there's more money in the Premier League. So there is there is a lot to offer. I just think with Rom, is he just fancies fancies moving? He has, well, you he don't has, want to give them excuses. Do no, all footballs yeah, are the yeah. same? They're all after they're all after the most money they can get. So what you don't want to give them is the excuse to oh I want to go and sign for them because X Y and Z. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But, but, and it's because we failed. Two seasons on the spin, they've got the get out, they've got their excuse. Yeah, and I can that's where John Stones is going to be playing for mine. It's just my opinion. I think Marino is a massive fan of John Stones, and I think there'll be a big coming. Guardiola is as well, so obviously, there's going to be a tussle for him, and especially if he if he plays well in any of the European games in the summer, his transfer total's just going to go straight up, as well as Roms. If he scores a couple of goals, he'll be at Chelsea. So I think the new manager. Whoever it is that comes in, he's going to have basically a hundred million to spend straight away as part of the two the two deals between Stones and Rom. Plus, Moshiri's money is going to, to give him. But how do we find a centre forward that's going to get us twenty goals? So said and done. Sixty million's great. Oh, it's a great deal. Well, everyone said that about Stephen Naismith. Great deal, Stephen Naismith, eight million. But we signed Omani. Asked for thirteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. So it's that, what yeah. you spend the money on. Yeah, it's going to be hard. And that, and. Well, what's been shown in the past, I think the say Spurs and even across the park, is sometimes if you sell big players for an enormous fee, it's very difficult then to, yeah. you know, people go out and buy four or five players and it never seems to work out. Does so, it, and know? we're going to have to buy more know, players to replace players yeah. that have gone anyway. So next season could, if you're being pessimistic, could be a case of so many new faces. It's a transitional period. I hope not, though. Yeah, it could be very much like Howard's first season in 81 where he brought the Magnificent Seven in. Talking about Neville Southall, yeah. you, we need a goalkeeper straight away. Joe Hart was linked in, yeah. in, in, uh, in the media of the weekend. I can't see that happening. Can I you? can't see it happen myself. But. No, but uh, it is perhaps you know, the management thing is actually distracting from the fact that regardless of who the manager is, a massive summer for us, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it's huge. You know, forget seven and eight. Would you even say nine players coming in? Well, it's the going, it's the coming and going. I, I believe that you could have a dozen, up to a dozen yeah. players coming in. Yeah. Easy. Potentially. So you, yeah. Because so you've got Pinar, Gibson's contacts up. Howard's gone. Howard's gone. Osman, Hibbert, maybe. O- Osman, Hibbert, and then you've got possibility of Stones and Lukaku. Morales, you know, there's, there's, no. there's, 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 
I think it's Jags or whatever it's ten did uh, Jags say so uh, Gibbs did you say Gibson? Gibson yeah. Oviedo has he got a new contract? He's uh, still under contract. You know, so there's um, there's going to be a lot of comings and goings. A possibility it? of Kone the new manager coming in, Kone and Nias. So you, you're quite right. They could be, we've got, we're talking double figures of players going out and coming in. Yeah. So this is, I think it, this is where, surely to God now, Farhad Mashiri's looking at this now and I'm going to have to do something. We've looked at the candidates and we're looking at the top of the list and people have said to me, why is, why is David Moyes' name on that list? He shouldn't be anywhere near it. Well, I disagree with that because you've got a list there and obviously... I'm, I'm guessing here, Cumin's top of it, Emery may be second, De Boer third, etc., etc. And then you're coming down, maybe David Moyes may be 10th on that list, but you still got to interview him on the basis of, you could be getting ticked off, Emery turns us down, Cumin turns us down, so you're going to have to work yourself down on that and list. That's, and that's the sole reason why you'll have to interview him. Yeah, but that's what people. I said before, is the danger with that, then you end up with somebody who was nowhere near the top of the list in the first place in terms of managing supporters' expectations. You know, people have, well, actually... You must have been seventh on the list of what we wanted, and that, that always sort of causes a negative, dare I say, negative vibe on the. I can hear it now. We, it's been an exhaustive search, but there was always one man, <laughs> <laughs> one man, even yeah. if he was fifteenth on the list, yeah. one man we always wanted to get, yeah. and we've got our man. We, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't interview anybody else. He yeah. was our man from the start. You Eddie, know? I'll take him out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it's interesting that this manager as well. He's going to have to bring his backroom staff and stay away. Well, the scouts, his goalkeeping coach, his coach. All these, they have to come in straight away. Yeah, uh, that, that was an interesting thing because I was thinking about that on the way up. Is that if it is somebody like, say, De Beer, for example, who's a strong Dutch contingent, and we've got Mercedes, obviously, from abroad. We've even in the modern era, we've always been a traditionally British club, haven't we? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think yeah. Martinez is like the first, first, first foreign, foreign manager. manager, but even he's got like British backroom staff, mm-hmm. and, and we've had, you know, in the boardroom, useless like, but yeah, we've always had, you know, traditional. British feel to, to the club, even yeah. in like the Cosmopolitan yeah. Premier League. And but you can see over the summer one of the things if someone does come in from abroad with their own team, yeah. we have a director director of football from abroad. We've yeah. got somebody who's run the club effectively from abroad. That 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 sort of like the characteristic of the club will change yeah, somewhat, yeah, won't totally it? To a more modern and more European remember, feel. So you remember when Walter Smith got the job? Yeah. And obviously we. Next minute, there was bagpipes on the pitch. You never had to stop first game of the season. It just translated onto the pitch. Which is really- what I think this might herald the start of... It, it seems to be a trend in football generally, and it's not a very Everton thing, but it might it might mean that it's going to be an ongoing thing in Everton's future, is a period whereby you have managers for a much shorter length of time. David Moyes is 11 years. You're not going to see that in many clubs now. Mm. I think the new man might come in. He might do two or three seasons. might be successful or not. But I think the shelf lives of managers is growing shorter and shorter. The important thing for Everton is that they build an infrastructure behind the manager that doesn't always get dismantled whenever they lose a new man. Yeah. Almost like they bring in a structure that's there, yeah, bolted in, and the head coach comes yeah. in. So if he I gets the bullet, then the foundation carry on. Place. Yeah. Southampton, Southampton, uh, Southampton uh, yeah, yeah. probably numerous clubs on the continent. Off the top of my head, Atletico Madrid. Yeah. You might you might have a director of football. Who stays in there? Maybe it's one older guy who's more settled, not as ambitious. No, not to say he's not ambitious, but maybe isn't looking always. At, you know what his CV and the next job's going to be. Don't forget, there was a point when Martinez had yeah. in the back of his mind he was going to manage Barcelona <laughs> next. By yeah. the way, so the head coach can come and go if you like. Yeah. But does that structure? So you're not always going back to square one. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's right. I mean, I think you know when the 
Mourinho's an example of because when he comes in and manages a club for three years, well, that's what most managers yeah. do, don't they? They do for three years. Then you, you freshen know? things up. You look yeah. at Everton, Phil, Phil said it before Christmas. There was a feeling that Everton was going. Yeah. It, was, it was on the turn. And stale. it shouldn't have been that way, really. Because it was only three, um, you know, the third year into, yeah. into a project. I don't like when that. When yeah. Jose Mourinho, he only signs a three-year contract with Manchester United, That's right, yeah. So yeah. He, that's the benchmark. Straight away, he's probably got the kit. He, he can spend as much money as he wants. They just want trophies straight away. Yeah. And also as well, the, you know, as you see with Man United, if you have a manager in for a long period of the time, there's a real danger when they leave. There's a massive, like, Continuity issue with, yeah. the, with the club, isn't it? Yeah. Which Arsenal may find with, with Wenger is that you've used for a certain way for so long and then you've got to start afresh again. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, we sort of escaped that a little bit with Moyes, uh, perhaps. Um, but no, I think I think you're right, Greg. But I do think the feel of, of Everton will, will, in terms of of being a traditional British club, will, will, will change dramatically over yeah. the next 12 months and I also agree. perhaps see how we're viewed by the rest of the Premier League. Um, and I think that's a good thing, to be honest with you. I think that's really good. Spot on. I, I, yeah, I mean, I think there's always been a degree, especially when it's from the London media, of being patronised when they talk about Everton and the way things work. Mm. The Everton way means something different to all of us, but basically the people's club, and if you're from this city, or even if you're not, it's irrelevant really. If you've got Everton in your blood and your sport, Everton, you're an Evertonian. And the Everton way can mean a lot of good things, but it can also mean things that now are feeling a little bit old-fashioned and a bit in the past. Yeah, it's great that we were the Mersey Millionaires and stuff like that, and that you know there's a British core, there's a dignified way of doing things. But increasingly, that doesn't keep pace with modern football. Yeah, sometimes it's modern ruthless, football, Greg. it's ruthless, it's yeah. undignified, it's brash, it's it's one bam, thank you, bam. Yeah. Things change quickly, and if you don't change with that trend, I don't, I don't you mean gotta, embrace all the worst parts of it. But as Gav just said, it's not the end of the world that this concept of Everton and this this image of it. Is hopefully evolving into. Do you think Manchester City fans care about that? Because obviously they've changed the way they are. I, I it doesn't ju- say when Manchester City win the league titles and win the FA Cups, etc. It doesn't say they bought it or they've done this, they've done that. No. Look at the way their club has changed so much in the last ten years. Oh, as well, you know, unrecognisable. Go the yeah. Etihad and you know the, the way the area around the Etihad, you know, we've got the, the reserve grounds across the yeah. way. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying we're going to do that. Who wouldn't just, want that? For, for me, it, it's more about. The people running the club and the people in positions of power, we've always tended as have always really been by and large British or even mm. you know English, and and that that's going to that's going to change, and that just reflects wider society, doesn't it? Really, as football always does. So that 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 would be an interesting thing to say. See, and also does that mean we get like a slightly different type of player than what we used to uh, playing for Everton? Will there be a different different uh, different way of 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 playing, different way of operating, uh, and? You know, the real danger for this, and I just hope it doesn't happen, is what happens to the, the academy, which we, we spoke about. And we've obviously got, probably in my, just as long as I've been watching, as good a crop of youngsters as well. I've seen. Collectively it is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Because yeah, yeah, we've 18. always just had one yeah. coming out the U team. Yeah, under 18, under 21 level. Five or six there's, there's, there's a lot of good players there. And it would be a shame if these changes means that that groundwork that we put into place yeah. there, you know, sort of yeah. gets set aside. I'd like to hope that that's where you've got, you've still got people on the board, at boardroom level, Ken Wright, John Woods, people at the club who've put a lot of work, and Robert Elstone, a lot of effort and money into making that academy competitive. What they have done well, in my opinion, is they've realised that Everton couldn't compete financially. So they have invested in the academy and they have, you know, they've appointed Peter Vick who come in from America, yeah. you know, They've heads on to the top people 
and the academy continues to be a success. Interesting you say about Mourinho coming in, three-year contract, win titles. He's almost guaranteed to win your football. But if you're a kid at United's academy, you're thinking, I'm not getting a look in here. No. I am not getting a look in. So it, I agree, it would be a huge shame if Everton lost that. I don't think they can afford to lose it. Because if you look at what seeing Tom Davis and Kieran Dowell yeah. did for that crowd on last day of the season, you give everyone a lift, Connolly, Pennington. But if they're good players, Greg, then... You'll yeah, get through the team. I'm completely, but mm. I'm, I'm just sort of saying it's not necessarily the case. Iannaccio may be the exception at, at City a bit, a bit this season, but I don't see any other parts of the team whereby they're But don't forget, you're testing. not going to see the best of their U team coming through till another two or three years, are you? Since they've set the benchmark with their facilities yeah. that they've got. Absolutely, but all right then, United and to a lesser extent, Liverpool. Yeah, I, I told you, Liverpool's... Liverpool's if, if I was a Liverpool fan and I was looking at the academy and looking at what Everton are doing, I'd be pulling my hair out. I'd be, because they can target the same players as what Everton can. Surely they can offer them more than what Everton can. Yet Everton's academy compared to Liverpool's, it's on another level, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. When you're looking at players making the Premier League debuts, and they're not just playing one or two games. The, the, the youngsters that Everton have come through, they're playing seasons upon season for season. Yeah. The last one I can think of is Steven Gerrard and Jamie Carragher. Now, that's no good. That's a Liverpool academy. The scouts want sacking alone for that. There's Jordan Ross has got off to Rangers. Yeah. Can't look like Serge, Serge Canos yeah. is going to leave, apparently. You know. it, it depends on like, where you're at the club, though, isn't it? And sometimes like, it, it, it goes back. If, you, if, you're on, if you want to get into the top four and that, that's your aim, then you can't afford to, to, to spend six months waiting for academy players to come, come to uh, fruition. So, um, I, sorry, so I, I, I think it, sometimes comparing clubs... Different clubs in different positions at different times. I mean, there's a few players, younger players, played for Liverpool last season, didn't he? Um, so I just don't want that to, to sort of be be set aside in in this brave new modern European world of, of Everton. But what Moshiri can show, he can show he can be ruthless, can't he, Greg? He's done it with Roberto Martinez. He went in and he sacked Roberto. The backroom staff went. That was it. It was done. Unsworth, Royal in charge for one game. And the next minute, we'll sort the new manager out in a couple of weeks' time. So we, he, the, the owner, obviously the major shareholder, he showed he can be ruthless when he wants to be. And that's what we need to be at the top. I'm afraid that's what you need to be, oh, don't that's you? That's right, yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Did, yeah. No, no, I, I agree totally. Um, but, you know, and, and that's why we've just got a bit of patience. And, and the thing was, it, it's the important thing is in, in this process is to get the right person at the end of the process. Yeah. That's it. If it doesn't say four weeks or six weeks or seven weeks, it's the right person. Yeah. We'll just touch very briefly because we did discuss it last week. But as ever with these things, the you know the the continue to change and evolve. The stadium, search for a new stadium. Um, Joe Anderson's you know keeping fans in the picture really by you know letting them know that since Walton Park, there have been other options. Overwhelmingly, the North Docks option uh, seems to be the most popular with Echo readers, with Evertonians. It is with me. I can't see anyone who would say otherwise. Really, lads. You're saying because it's five minutes from your house. <laughs> <laughs> he's not soft, is he? Five-minute walk. Yeah, he's not he's soft. He's rapidly going over the road. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it makes sense, doesn't it? A big, massive stadium on the on the dock. It just makes financial sense. It'll just bring a lot of prestige to Everton Football Club, knowing that they've got the stadium in the heart of Liverpool, where everyone can see it. Do you know when the skyline will be there? It just it's it's perfect for me, as I said for. For any any foreign guy who's coming into into the city or any visitors coming in, they're going to be seeing the first thing. They're not going to be going to Anfield. You'll see Everton's big stadium on the docks there, 
That's only going to regenerate Everton football. I, 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 had, so, I had somebody coming back at me when I, I, I wrote a piece to that effect, really, saying, well, I don't think so. Um, Middlesbrough and um, Sunderland have got yeah. dockside doc savings. It hasn't revolutionised their finances and put them on the world map. And you can't really compare the Weir side docks, uh, sorry, the T side to the Skyline Liverpool, to Liverpool yeah. Skyline. And, and no also, also as well, they're, they're, they're one club towns, aren't they? We're yeah. two club towns, so yeah. we need something to compete with the people across the road, don't you? As well, that's why it's important. But Bernie Mainstand's going to open with all the pomp and circumstance yeah. in August. It's going to look the part, it already does. It dwarves Goodison on the Skyline when you look out across Anfield yeah. and what. So that's what we're competing against. Um, and we're also in a different place, you know, financially compared to, to Sunderland and, and Middlesbrough. Yeah, I saw that and it was an interesting, interesting point. The one thing that, that I think we should remember is uh, I'd like to where Evans ground is at the moment that if we did move is what we're going, what's going to happen because you wouldn't want to see the community in and around the ground suffer because of Everton moving because that's a traditional round, round yeah. that area, isn't it? It's a traditional traditional blue stronghold has been like since the 1880s all around you know and and there's people there who do rely on the club don't don't be on match days like income and stuff and um and you know you would think within this that that hasn't been forgotten you know if, if we if we do if we do move it's a good point but isn't it inevitable that at some point they are going to be left with a challenge to try and resurrect the pubs the shops the businesses so county yeah. road is county road and it'll survive for me irrelevance of, of Everton. On a match day, it'll take a massive hit. Yeah, I'm not saying that's yeah. Evans. I'm not saying that's Evans' issue to resolve. That's like that's for the Liverpool, City. That's that's for Liverpool for City Council as, to as, sort you know, out. Not for, not for Evans. It's for Joe um, Anderson, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, um, you know that's that, that's part of because you know they are part of the community football grounds, aren't they? And and and, and what goes on in and around there. So I think that's that's an important thing that we should we should look at. Finally, obviously we're going to touch. The, finally, we're going to touch on the manager situation. We're going to ask the guys who they want and who do you think they'll end up with. Gavin, we'll start with you. <laughs> Everton manager situation. Um, who who do you want? One word answer, please. Cumin. Who do you think they'll end up with? The bear. Greg? You have to go to him. <laughs> <laughs> makes me look like I'm copying off Big Gavin. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I think he's right. I, th- I want Cumin and I think they'll probably end up with the bear. I don't want to make this a full house here, but I'd like Cumin. I'd like Cumin. If we can't have Cumin, I'd love to see um, Unai Emery in charge. If we can't have any of them too, that they my two that I'd love to see. I, I'd have, I, I've excluded Emery because I don't think he, he's available. But I know, I know, I know what you say. But Cumin or Emery, I'd, I'd extend that too. Definitely, um, I'm likewise. But I think we'll end up with um, Debor. FDB only because he's the only one available. I think Everton are going to be in a situation now where. If the other if the other managerial situations are all not vacant, then they're going to have to proceed and go with Tabor, aren't they? Before the Euros start. That's a good question, though. Whether they just leave it till after the Euros, you don't know. Do you? <laughs> well, you don't know. Do you? you don't yeah. know. You don't know. That might be. It might be the case. He was so, a, he was a winner as a player. We can only hope that he would be a winner as a manager. Well, he has been, hasn't he? You know, in, in domestically. So we'll we'll see. We'll see. Definitely. Well, thanks for listening. Enjoyed that. Um, we're going to try and keep it going during the summer. Obviously, there's going to be weeks when more will be happening than, than others. Um, but as we've just said in the past sort of 45 minutes, I think it's going to be a busy one. So we'll keep trying to podcast every week. Appreciate you listening. And we'll uh, be back same, around the same time next week, hopefully with a new manager. We'll see. Nice one.